morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Well, at least we try to start at 10 a.m., but since we're entrepreneurs, we do what we want to do all the time. How are you, Nick? Lovely. Great for you to join lovely, us this lovely, morning. Lovely, lovely, lovely. It's going to be one of them lovely days. At least it's the snow, the blizzard, this blizzard's gone. I know that Chicago and especially New York took a huge hit with weather the last couple of days. Weather was crazy. Everything was canceled. Yeah. I Flights stayed in cozy yesterday. And, you know, every, everything was slow yesterday. Running slow. Well, that's kind of... Oh my God, you set yourself up for that one, and I don't even want to take it. <laughs> I don't even know what you mean. I set myself. Everything up. was slow. I'm like, that's every day for you. No. Oh, Yay! okay. One yeah. for mommy. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Look at that. You got a shot in there. I, Just remember, I have 45 more minutes to unload <laughs> all over you. So, with that being said, why don't we say who our guest is today? Well, he's not he's our not guest. A guest. He's, a, he's a show host, but yes. Um, yeah, you're not a guest, dude. Yeah. Sorry, man. Hi, Javi. I, I wanted, I wanted to try and make it grander and more special, right? but it's like, it's uh, Javier Garcia. Here with the federal savings you're, bank. you're just as, no, it's you just know, it's just Javi today. That's Javier Garcia, federal savings, tongue-tied, savings bank. <laughs> Carla Mina, co-banker, and I'm just Nick Mamedi of Island. So here we are. You're just that. We have no special news. Nothing someone that's today. never been on the air today. No, it's, it's a no rare guest. Deal. It's a, it's a quiet. It's this a is, wait, Javi called me and said, it's going to be all about me today because I Pretty rule much. and rock the VA world. So let's get to it, Javi. It's the Javier Garcia Show. What's going on? Right. No, well, uh, definitely wanted to focus on the VA loan product being basically the best loan product out there that's available to anyone who is a veteran um, compared to conventional financing or FHA financing where you will be required to do a form of down payment. VA actually you can do 100% financing wow. um, without having to worry about mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance is one of those things that a lot of people focus on the down payment mm-hmm. um, just because it's going to dictate exactly how much mortgage insurance they're going to pay on their on their loan, right? Bro, you just you just threw VA. it. The show's All done. It. It's the gone. Show's Let's done. go home. Yeah, you yeah I can go to my next appointment. You threw the nuclear buttons like right out there in the you know, you oh, gotta there's a lot of moving. You gotta parts. throw the little ones but there's out a problem. first. Not going live, so. so to me so to me the, the number one thing that is is insane is veterans, which they deserve, everything they're getting, and probably sure. some more honestly speaking. Right. Um, when it comes to mortgages in my opinion. Uh, they deserve more across the platform, and we're always going to struggle with not giving them enough. But let's go back to mortgages because that's all we really do know about when it comes to all the uh, political aspects of it. With you, you said the the main thing right there, no money down. This is the only no money down program left in the marketplace. Period. Correct. Correct. Focus on that. I mean, no money down. No I money mean, it's, down. It's, you, you threw it you're out there. You're looking at. You're looking at. Looking at the conforming loan limits, okay? So anytime that you're looking to purchase a home, as long as you're within the conforming loan limits, it's 100% financing. That's awesome. The best thing about VA that is not typical with FHA is that you don't have a cap as to what your loan amount is actually going to be. There is a calculation that you have to figure out in regards to the VA jumbo side. So VA actually does VA jumbo loans. A lot of the times if you're purchasing, let's say, you're looking to purchase a property for $700,000, your conforming loan limits is four hundred and twenty-four. dollars you'll only actually have to be putting a down payment based off of the differential between the county loan limit and the notice of value or purchase price of the home which is substantial, especially if you're looking at a $700,000 purchase. If you're having to do a 25% down payment on the entire $700,000 amount. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But if you're only doing 25% down payment on the difference between 424 and 700, you're talking about a substantially lower figure. Sure. So you're going to be able to get a jumbo loan. And how much is a down payment, I'm sorry, on that difference? 
it's twenty five percent down payment of the difference between the county loan limit, okay, and the purchase price or the notice of value. The notice okay. of value is just technically once the property has been appraised, mm-hmm. that's what's issued by the SAR, which is the underwriter who's reviewing the appraisal from the underwriting. So okay. essentially, if report. you're staying within the county norms, you get a no money down. No money down. No money down. Which you're the only person now. The best. Non-veteran loan is essentially 3%, and now they're starting to come out with these 1% down programs, if you will, but there's still some money down. Correct. Um, so the veterans can do completely zero. Let's do some Nick, basic math. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, you touch on a, and, and Graco and Javi and I were discussing these 1% down loan pro- programs, and I want to make sure that we understand the difference between the two, because you're saying that the VA loan program is the only one that's 100% financing, mm-hmm. means you don't have to come out of pocket, no money down. But now there are some marketing strategies out there that are luring buyers into thinking that there are loan programs for 1% down. So if I'm not a veteran, let's just really quick say, what's the difference between those two programs and why one is better than the other? Well, you're not a veteran, so we're not going to tell you. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, that's probably a, show, a whole other show. Right, but, but I want to talk I'll about it because it's I'll trending. There's it. a lot I'll, of social I'll media buzz it. around these programs. I'll touch it briefly because I don't want to fall off the tracks of what we're doing here. The 1% down program is still really... Generally speaking, not a whole lot of lenders have it, and we'll do a full show on it, but I'll give you the short version. It's really a 3% down program, but you get 2% credit from a lender. Okay. And um, so essentially that turns into, what, 1% for you, the borrower, to put down. And before I go deeper, I don't want the federales calling me, especially because we're talking about <laughs> VA loans, so I'm going to have right. to give out my NMLS number, which is 1063054. Never interrupt one. the Nick Mamedi NMLS number. I'm, I'm proud to Nicholas have it. I'm Nicholas Coffee, see? I'm proud Nicholas to have coffee. it. Javier Garcia, NMLS 217343. So let's go back real quick, and I'm going to run you know, on my calculator here just a scenario to give somebody an idea of how big that difference is. So if we have a 420, let's just use Illinois loan amounts here, or most of the counties here in Illinois. Mm-hmm. 420 max loan, I could do that with no money down on a VA. But let's say I'm a veteran and I want to buy a $700,000 home. So you're telling me that I actually have to put down 25% on the difference, which is 380,000. You said 700. No, the difference from 700 to 420 is 380. Yeah. Right. Times 0.25%. So I'm putting $95,000 on a veteran loan if I'm a vet. And if I buy the same $750,000 or $700,000 property and I wasn't a vet, one seventy-five. Right. It's double. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good substantial. deal. Pretty substantial. Pretty substantial. And the rate is still. It doesn't affect your rate. It's a fair market rate. You're looking right. at a VA jumbo. The difference between a standard VA loan and a VA jumbo will probably be looking at about an eighth to a quarter point differential. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still going to be looking at, you know, if you compare it to the jumbo products that are out there, the non-conforming products, still a better lending product than, than anything else out there on the market. Now, what about, you know, when you talk about jumbo loans specifically, I know lately I've been dabbling with quite a few of them. Um, the the real caveat here is that when you're going to get a jumbo loan approval, it's it's m- much more stringent. You know, let's just, the average Joe puts down twenty twenty five percent down. They have to have a pretty clean background, right? You know, very little errors on credit, very little issues with income and assets. I mean, it has to be pretty straightforward. Where it feels like when we're doing traditional loans. DU or desktop underwriter, Fannie Freddie, if you will, is a little bit more lenient in some cases. Debt-to-income ratios can go a little higher. Um, assets can be a little lower. Credit scores can sometimes still be approved that we thought might not go. Uh, but with, when it comes to jumbo, it's pretty 
straight laced. It's pretty straight laced, and you're still looking at those flexibility guidelines that you see on a standard VA loan, even with that VA jumbo <clears> product. I've seen a couple of VA jumbos where we're at a 52, 53 percent debt to income ratio, which we know is never going to fly on the no government no. side. No. Right? Anytime you go over 41, 42 percent debt to red income alert. ratio, red alert, red alert, too mm-hmm. much of a risk. Uh, because you're still able to use the AUS scorecard, whether you're using you know, DU or LP. You're still able to get that flexibility of having those high debt-to-income ratios, even on a VA jumbo. Well, it's not even just high debt-to-income ratio. I mean, I think the, the total point that I'm making is <clears throat> even FICO requirements. You can FICO go down to a 640 on a lot of the VA jumbo stuff. If you had some lates two years ago, they're kind of they're disregarded. Not kind of. They're pretty much disregarded. You guys are totally geeking out here, and you're going with um, blah 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 all this information. Well, well we're getting blah, at blah, is blah, you, blah. the credit. Wait, wait, the credit thing. You just said <clears throat> 640. You can. It's what is the requirement there for is no, a VA? <clears throat> technically, on a VA, there, there is, is no, no FICO score requirement. So Similar it's basically to, you. Can get a loan, no money down, and we don't care how much debt to income you ha- your ratios, debt to income ratios. As long as you get an automated underwriting approval, okay, you're able to go down. I've seen some. So there's a lot of flexibility. What you're like telling me, credit score, and you can still get an approved eligible uh, to, automated underwriting. Yeah. Approval. So for a conventional, but you still FHA, need a lender who's going to want that paper. Just because VA states that they don't have a FICO requirement doesn't mean that the lender who's actually going to be securing that note doesn't have their own overlays as to what kind of paper they want. So when you say you want, want. You, you still want a lender that's going to want that paper, what does that mean? It has to they, be the credit risk eligibility guidelines that they want to set for themselves. Yeah, right? There's lenders, certain lenders who don't want to take on higher risk files, and maybe they have a 640, a 650, or a 660 credit Okay, so it depends on the, the different lenders of whether or not they are going to make those, um, allow you to do those credit score restrictions or break mm-hmm. those credit score restrictions. Lenders are, are co- it's a copycat world. Okay. So usually the the grander stroke across the board is one number that seems to hit a nerve. If 640 is that number right now, and I'm not sure what it is right we now. We go down to a 610. Right. Okay. So that's not saying that, you know, there might be places that will go well below a 640, like Javier just said. Then there might be places that won't. Um, but generally speaking, most lenders are in that same vicinity. But what we are trying to say here is that the flexibility, when we, when we go back to a jumbo loan, if you're a vet buying a jumbo loan, you're going to squeak right in with a lot of VA flexibility. Absolutely. Where if you're not a vet going for that same exact loan on that same exact house, you're going to have a much more stringent underwriting process than a vet would. Absolutely. Um, so that's the benefit that goes with uh, having the VA card. Okay, so. well, let's go back to that average person, not the jumbo market, right? Because what did we say? <laughs> two, average is 211, 230, two, yeah, somewhere in the wherever you are, right? So we're talking about to that buyer. If you're a first-time buyer looking to acquire something in less than $250,000, you're comparing the two loan programs. Granted, you're not a veteran, but you know, you're going to be using the FHA loan program. So can we say what are the differences between those two programs if you're a first-time buyer and you're not a veteran versus if you are a veteran so we can understand the differences? Let's start with credit score. Um, down payment, d- d- down payment and then debt-to-income ratios. One. Obviously, with FHA, you're going to have to do a 3.5% down payment. Right. With VA, you would require no down payment. Um, and then every time you don't do a down payment, you have to pay that mortgage insurance to secure or you know to protect the lender's uh, investment in your purchase. So you have right. to carry with that FHA, insurance. you have two mandatory mortgage insurances that you're going to pay. You're going to have an upfront mortgage insurance right. premium that you pay to HUD, and then you have a monthly mortgage insurance. And what are those paying. amounts? Uh, the more the monthly 
monthly mortgage insurance for FHA, I believe, is 0.85 annually. So that's a revolving uh, uh, mortgage insurance Doesn't premium that's based off of the balance. And it if used to be putting, that once you had 20% equity in the property, that would go away. But now right. it's there for the life of the loan. If FHA, that goes down to a 0.80. So, okay. right? so you're able to at least differentiate that and bring that down <coughs> some by putting a higher down payment. Okay. Uh, but in most cases, you're always going to have that upfront mortgage insurance premium with FHA. And how much with is VA, that, Uh It's 1.75%. Okay. So anytime that you're financing with FHA, mm-hmm. you're automatically adding 1.75% premium onto your loan balance. Right. With VA, you and that's only a pay a funding fee, fee. You only pay a funding fee if you don't have a service-related disability. So there's a lot of veterans out there that will pay that 2.15 funding fee that you okay. pay to VA, which okay. is your first-time use. But if you have a service-related disability, you pay 0% funding fee upfront wow. and zero mortgage insurance. That's awesome. So right off the bat... No down payment, no mortgage insurance on uh, on the VA loan product. You only pay the upfront mortgage insurance premium if you don't have a service-related disability. Right. Um, so by far, it's definitely they mirror each other in regards to interest rates. It's just that you're going to have a lower monthly payment and more buying power with right. the VA loan product because on an average note of two hundred and fifty thousand, if you're looking at the actual MIP here, just simple math. It's just under two hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Which is great because that's... $177 a month that you're going to be saving. That $177 will be able to... Like if you're buying a buy condo... dollars to $20,000 more in-house. Right. And or, you know, afford a condo with uh, higher assessments per se, right? Because it all... Higher assessments. Take- the one thing with condos is just like FHA, yep. the association has to be approved. Okay. So it goes through the same rigorous process as FHA condo approvals. VA approvals go through the same thing. All right. And just before we forget, what were the uh, credit score requirements, too? You were going to make the difference between the FHA with, loan program with versus the VA? our organization, we can go down to a 610 FICO score. I know that I've sent a couple deals over to Graco over at iLoans where they can go down to a 580 FICO score. So, wow, look at that. You've got to use the network, right? you got to so, use the network. It really depends on anyone out there um, and exactly what credit criteria they currently have. Um, you know, like I said, it doesn't have a FICO requirement. I've seen some lenders who will go down to like a 550, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have that appetite for that kind of paper because they consider it a higher risk. Those people for have a 550 credit score right. for a reason, right? So it's all about making sense. You know, there's this gray area in finance, and you always want to make sure that you're putting the client in the best ability for them to be able to repay the loan and for them to succeed. There's no point in putting them into a home if they're not going to be able to pay their mortgage. Now, right. somebody listening to this show heard that they don't have to put money down, uh, which they deserve, hears that they could take out a bigger loan, cheaper than most people, which they deserve. They're a lot more forgiving on their credit requirements, which they deserve. But then, you know, you're, you're building up the American dream to someone that really, truly deserves it, probably more than anybody else in the marketplace, right? For sure. Right. <clears throat> but it all sounds so risky. And, why? And, well, hold, we just told you why. No down payment. Credit score doesn't have to be very risky good. Risky to the lender, but... It's ris- well, risky to the person taking out the loan because you don't want to give someone a home that they can lose. It's the worst feeling. You're almost better off never buying one if you have to stare foreclosure down the face, correct? Right. Um, so how is it if... And you're over here talking about debt-to-income ratios seem to be more forgiving. The, you know, Typically, a 42 back-end debt-to-income ratio, for those that are listening, that's the total amount of uh, debt you have to pay against your gross income. And for a vet, you can go to 50. You've seen it. You've seen 52 debt-to-income ratio, which is substantially higher than the norm. But it sounds like they're being set up to fail. So is there anything in place in underwriting for the income levels? I mean, we already don't have to make – we don't have to 
get a down payment here. We're, we're forgiving with credit scores, and now you're telling me that the income can be stretched. I just see red flags that this might have a problem. Absolutely. I'm not calling out any veteran not paying their bill. This is like no skin but in I, the game type of conversation. Sometimes people Nick? don't. No, it's not no, a no, not skin, no skin in the, in the game. game. There's another thing in here that is Why? part because of residuals. Now you're being insulting to those so, people. Just no. Oh no, no. There's a point to this. Oh, no, please. go ahead. He's, what he's talking about is residuals, right? So we want to make sure there's a calculation on VA loans where they want to make sure because you do have that flexibility of going to higher debt-to-income ratios, okay. that there is a certain residual threshold that they meet, which means that they have enough income in the household after all of their expenses, all of, not only housing, but all their debt obligations they might currently have to be able to meet their sustainability for living. Okay. And this is the right. only loan program that does exist where you have to you do that. You have to have qualify to on what would be known as like almost a secondary debt-to-income ratio. Correct. So- there is, as much as we threw all these bells and whistles and, you know, what was the show of last week? Free money? Free money. Right. This now is, you're saying Now we're saying easy loans. Easy loans. We're saying super easy loans. And it is an easy loan compared to the rest of the marketplace as, right. as deserved. But you don't want to give somebody that deserves a, an opportunity. You don't want to set them up to fail either because that's a mental breakdown at some point. You, you can... It's daunting to know that you can't afford this house. Who gave me this loan? They right. should have been looking out for me. So, but it's veteran loans, a monthly payment makes sense loans, for them. Well, like, I don't understand your whole concept. Well, the, look. Underwriting guidelines, yes. But if you're veteran saying, loans have a secondary cash flow concern. The subprime market kind of dictated itself, right? It was all about can you afford the payment. Yeah, right. The monthly the payment. payment. You're carrying costs. Well, if you're well, saying you don't have a mortgage insurance premium. Secondary cash flow. is the. This is the only loan in the marketplace that requires an analysis on their actual cash flow. You know, just because your debt to income ratio when you came into me showed 42% and you qualify, yeah. there's things that I can't find on a credit report that you have to pay for on a regular basis. There's other expenses that come up to you like that we would never example? be able to see. Utility expenses, Utility, living expenses. Yeah, I mean, you want full-blown cable bills where every, you know, you need HBO Showtime and every bells and whistles. And, you know, your cable bill is not 150 like the normal person, but it's 400 I don't want I can't TV. see that. It's an example. Right. Your cell phone. Yep, you, we would think you have a hundred dollar a month cell phone bill, but usage. you know maybe you're one of those people that loves to call overseas and you have an eight hundred dollar right. You know <laughs> you're, you're, uh, cell it phone. Really I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of ways no, that you're looking so at your budget. budget bills that yeah. everybody so has that up. we don't we don't really are required to ask for. On but, a veteran loan, we actually are. Wow. Right. Okay. Right. So don't be so. upset if you're a veteran and you have to go through this. It's it's to process. protect you more, most importantly. We're, okay. we're more than happy to give out the loan right. and, and to approve you. I mean, I know that when we see VA. Uh, loan pre-approvals we're right. like okay this is going to be one of the easier loans to get done but we want to also make sure it performs without it performing that's bad news not just for that particular veteran but the whole veteran pool of funds that are out there if it's starting to perform eventually they will make it a little tighter because defaults are a problem you know and veteran loans have been performing very well recently yeah, Love it. So. Gentlemen, so we talked about loan limits. We talked about how to qualify and, of course, the process. What about property types? Is there specifics on the property? Because I know with FHA, the property itself has to qualify, not just the borrower. What are the restrictions with property types? Um, there's really not a lot of restrictions in regards to, you know, a lot of people have this assumption that just like FHA, a VA, you know, property is going to have a lot of restrictions. The property cannot have any form of a safety hazard to the occupant. So the property has to be eligible for owner occupancy from day one. That's number one. Um, I, a lot of people have a lot of 
ideas that maybe scrape painting and things like that is something that is is also going to be predominant with really? VA. It's not as predominant with VA as it is with FHA. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Confuse me. Appraisers do not, you know, care about chip paint or anything like that on the exterior walls or anything like that. They're more focusing on safety hazards, making sure that appliances and everything is there in the property because it has to be available for occupancy from day one. So the kitchen does have to have appliances. So if you're looking at a Correct. foreclosed property, um, those are things that you have to look for. Uh, make sure that they have appliances. What about holes in the walls and like you it's said, it's got to be moving ready. It's, it's got to be moving ready. Occupant. It can't be a tender loving care property. What I can bring in the uh, the appliances. Can I? <laughs> no, that's just getting too complicated. Um, the borrower can bring in. I mean, if you're buying a, a foreclosure, and I've had this case where you know you got this amazing deal. God knows we don't have an, a lot of inventory, so now we have to be creative out there. And when we say creative property types, if you have a foreclosure or a short sale where the seller is not doesn't have the capability of providing those things or cleaning that up, so we can pass your FHA and VA inspections, um, then are we allowed to bring in our own appliances just for the appraisal? Oh, well, I don't like the way you just said that. But yeah. Wait, no? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you delivery. cannot just bring them in just for your appraisal. No, to keep, right? Because we're going to uh, occupy the property. I'm going to let you yeah, jump into that one. We're going to keep these You can answer these Carlamina questions. Yeah, right. I am out. These properties. I'm keeping my MLS number. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean it like for temporary. Duh, we're buying the property. I just care about what you said. They could definitely bring in their own appliances. <laughs> Thank you, Javier. For the final inspection. Nick's always yes. throwing me under the bus. Jesus, Crystal. Can't be a so I actually had like that happen predominantly in Florida. <laughs> no, oh, uh, yeah, geez. in Florida, I would have that happen. Carla, me no real estate MLS ID. No money. Okay, yeah, so but seriously, it's complicated out there, Nick. It's a rough, rough life. <laughs> <laughs> Chipping can... paint. Look, because seriously, I had an issue with a client who was borrowing money, and it was it, and it was a, a VA program, and the ch- there was chipping paint, and we he was like, I'm not gonna fix this property before it's even mine, right? Because right. what is what are the chances that you are gonna get financing, and this is gonna go through, right? Even there's always you know uncertainty. You're not ninety nine percent or ninety, you know, you're not a hundred percent. Sure, you're going to get a loan. I've seen back in the in the 90s, a loan officer went to a house. Seriously, these are real and nightmares. And painted, i seen a loan officer go to a house <laughs> and paint the gutters. What? You guys don't do any of this. That, that wasn't a, I actually, <laughs> t- I had a friend. Cutters? I had a friend. I, go, I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Name. What's his he number? Didn't, he didn't even work with me, but I called him up. I want to see what he was doing this <laughs> evening. It was Saturday. If he wanted to go out, he was 24 years old or 23 okay. years old. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to go out? He's like, nah, I'm spending the day. I got to go paint a garage. I'm like, oh, who? Your dad's making you do it or your uncle? or <laughs> Nah, I got to go paint the gutters on this house. It's an FHA. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said he was going to paint the gutters because it wouldn't pass. Because and you laughed. There was a lot of flaking and you yes. know, chipping. But the loan officer went out to paint the gutters. And to me, I just said, you know what? You clearly don't ca- close enough loans. That you got to go paint. That is so mean. Whatever happened to going above and beyond? I personally feel that I should not be involved in the transaction at all like that. that So I will not go paint anyone's gutter unless it's my own gutter. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and that's it. And I I would even paint that gutter. I'd call for a new gutter. (laughs) I'd do well. Give me a new gutter. Let's do this. Oh, gosh. This is going back to what you can't Let's let's go back to. Nice to meet you, Nick. Nice to meet you. you. And then one thing to, you know, just because we are in the city of Chicago, so there's a lot of condos and things like that, always make sure that you're checking with the association for the condo approval. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's not VA approved, at least still get a condo questionnaire. You know, we're able to do a review of a condo questionnaire and immediately know whether or not the property will meet VA approval eligibility. Um, We've been able to do some condo approvals in as little as 25 to 35 Days. Shut up, really? Yes. So as long as you That's have a motivated huge. seller and we have a condo questionnaire that we can verify is going to meet the VA requirements, 
we can set up a 60-day to 90-day close of escrow on a contract, and we could go ahead and get the association approved, and it's going to be something that's going to benefit the entire building. So this is something where you can actually make so the building it because that's issue with being in the metro city and mm-hmm. having these buildings sometimes not being FHA or VA approved. You're basically telling me that even if they don't have that qualification that or <laughs> it's not known that they're approved that you can. They're not currently approved, but if they're able to provide a condo questionnaire and we're able to review it and see that they meet all of the requirements for the VA okay. approval, so then you'll get the. We building will actually approved. get everything filed in with the VA department directly and get the association approved. So they can awesome. buy. So clearly they can buy a condo. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they can buy a single-family house because, generally speaking, every every show we do is kind of geared around the average, which is a single-family home. Right. What about two units, three units, four units? Can they go over four units? No. Oh, four units is go. a cap. Oh, so that's where there we're going go. with this property requirement. Yeah, you four guys units is a cap, but the beautiful part about the VA product that is not similar to the FHA things, product the is part. that the three, in, the three to four units on FHAs, they have to have a self-sufficiency test that they need to meet. Right, so whoa, 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 what the heck is that? I do mortgages. I don't even know that is. All right, so like, yeah, I ended up learning this like the hard way. So back in November, (laughs) I ended up having a deal. Right, these three units, these three units and four units in Chicago are starting to get to those seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollar price points. Okay, Mm -hmm. FHA now has a self sufficiency test, so they want to make sure if you're buying a three to four unit property that based off of the rental income projections that that property is going to generate, it's going to be able to cover its own liability. So it has to be able to cover its mortgage. What? The it's, mortgage or um, the operating mortgage. expenses? The Just the mortgage. The okay. Mortgage. Through rental right, so income. Okay. PITI, whatever the FHA, you know, PITI mortgage with MI is going to be. So it's kind of forcing you to put that. more money down if that doesn't cover. If it's in a specific higher price point, it's going to force you to put a higher down payment. So you won't be able to go in with just a 3.5% down payment. Okay. That is something that it's irrelevant for the VA. Now, the one thing that I've noticed with three to four units is that the AUS scorecard with you know DU and LP, which is the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac underwriting approval engine. Um, it takes a little bit into consideration the income of whether or not you're using the qualifying income for the properties generating mm-hmm. for the qualifying ratios and will sometimes will require a 3% down payment. Hmm. I've had wow. a couple of my buyers that were required to put a 3% down payment because of high debt to income ratios and it was a three to four unit property. On a single family, they were able to do 100% financing. Wow. Okay. So it's always very, very important that whatever loan officer is working on your file, if you are going Preferably to be buying a three to four unit property, Krakow. have to have your <laughs> AUS run to make sure that you're still able to do that 100% financing. Because I had a couple of veterans that were forced to have to do a 3% financing because if we were to do a manual underwrite, that would take down the ratio significantly when you're doing manual, manual underwriting on VA loans. Now, you know, I prefer... I'm aware of how to do a VA loan. I've, I haven't done a ton, you know, but I, I understand the guidelines and I, I could definitely, I have done plenty which have gone very smooth. But I do believe that when you're going into um, a specialty program, and I, I consider VA specialty program right. because I think that there, it's more advantageous for a client to have a very well-versed VA loan officer. Mm-hmm. They'll find out extra little things that they could have benefited on versus someone who's very vanilla. Right. You know, just because we know how to do the loan doesn't mean we're as good as, let's just I'll say this right here, me right? versus Javier. Um, I excel in other programs, but we do have in our office, and I think every lender that's, that's good in today's world has loan officers that do excel in the VA program. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I mean, I know my entire office in Minnesota had to get VA loans certified, every single loan officer in that building. So um, if I get stuck, I just easily call up there and give it to one of the nerds up there. They, they, they're all over every little thing. But I, I think vets should be aware that you probably want to 
make sure you're talking to a loan officer that has done a substantial amount of VA loans just to make sure you have every little option available to you. You know, or what well, to get but it's into. good because you know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. I mean, most recently, I was the listing agent on one of uh, of a property, and we got a call for it. We you know we did the appraisal, and then they scheduled the uh, the termite inspection. And of course, you know, I was like, "Yeah, let's schedule." But my client was like, "Why are we doing a termite inspection? It's a brick home." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "You just have to do a termite inspection." Well, it's a waste of money. Why are we doing a termite inspection? And then, you know, the seller has to pay for it, right? Correct. The seller or the lender, but. But what? So if a vet's buying my house and I'm selling, yes, exactly. I have, I have a termite <laughs> inspection coming up that I have to pay for. Yep, even if your property's a brick. But <laughs> no, well, but th- those are things. I mean, good. like my client was like, "When were you going to tell me?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, like it's just uh, you know, business real estate mm-hmm. as usual. There's so much going on, and we're more upset about these people getting their appraiser out there, and then all of a sudden we get hit with a termite inspection. So it's good to know whether you're you know buying or selling property. If you right. accept an <clears> offer <throat> that comes in with a VA loan certificate or a VA loan approval, you have to remember to expect that you are going to be responsible, unless of course the lender covers it. Right. Well, in most cases, it's always supposed to be, and it's actually not in most cases. It always has to be the seller or your lender covering the expense. Why is that? A lot of the times when you have a buyer, what a buyer will usually do is we'll order a termite inspection they'll pay the inspection but then receive a reimbursement that's at least what i do with all of my buyers right so i want to make sure that everything goes well with the termite inspection everything comes out we go ahead and process it if the termite company is unwilling to release the report without payment that's where they place their deposit and then they get we receive the reimbursement at the time of closing uh, but in all cases a buyer is not supposed to be paying for um for a termite inspection at any time Dope. See, we have to, we have to, and that's what we do here at Market Override. Thank you so much for listening. I do want to plug in that we want everybody to subscribe to our YouTube channel because I plug feel it. like it. Plug it, plug, plug it. it. <laughs> YouTube, plug YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. Oh my Follow gosh, you guys are YouTube. so weird today. Uh, but uh, yes, definitely YouTube, subscribe. All this information is available for you to, um, you know, share with your friends, please. This is great information because not everybody knows about VAs and how to qualify for them. So, of course, you can always reach us at info at marketoverdrive.com. And we've covered termite inspection, but what about the wells and septic you mentioned? Right. So in the suburbs, which is something very common, when you don't have a public rural water, areas, yeah, rural areas. I, I said like that right. Rural suburbs. Rural. English is my second language. Uh, but anytime you don't have a public water system and yep. you have a well system, you do need to get a well bacteria and nitrates inspection done. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where they actually check your water system, make sure that there's no bacteria or nitrates, you know, higher doses of levels or anything where it could be a danger to the family who's going to be consuming this water. Oh, gosh. So just that's one thing to make sure. We usually don't know that determination until we get the appraisal back. The appraisal will definitely dictate what the water source for the property will be. So anytime you're out in the burbs or in rural areas, always ask whether or not what the water source is a public water source or whether it's a well source. If it's a well source, know that you will need to require, you will be required to get that bacteria and nitrates inspection. Love it. Lots of information today. And of course, if you want to know more again and again, uh, email us at info at marketoverdrive.com. And I really wish I knew what Nick was laughing about because we're trying to wrap up the show. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. (laughs) You're so annoying in life. All I can tell you is this is a great program. Hey, Nick, what's up? What are we talking about next week? Um, I don't know. What are we talking about next? Real estate. <laughs> I'll talk about anything under the sun. How to buy an income. Leaves. Apparently not how to clean gutters or fix, fix gutters. Not clean paint gutter. gutters. How to buy an income property. Two Ooh. flats. See? Why Why does it have to be specifically about two flats? Income property. Okay, not so two, two flats, flats, but inc- four flats. Two to four. And this is why it's so annoying to pow out with him. It's an income property. Yeah. Buy an income property. He's just upset because he's. Well, here's whatever. the good news. I'm really good at that. 
You're good at that? Yes. <laughs> Finally, something you're good at. I gave you sample size of some of the stuff that I bought. There wasn't a two flat or a three flat or a four it flat. It is exactly what I was going to do. Put you uh, on blast. But you know how you hate me for I me hate to say that? Because ink, you get so complicated when it comes to making money, Nick, that I just rather not talk about it I, on the air. I feel like I make money, but I don't have any. I don't understand what happens here. So, you know, But we'll teach you how to make it. You do whatever you want with it. That's just a, don't do that's what Nick fact. does. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do what I do. Um, yes, that's TMI, exciting. Who's, again. Who's, on our, who's, on our, who's a guest next week? Oh, your best friend. What's his name? I, don't ha- I have a lot of best friends. Really? I doubt that. Like, yeah, like I have best friend number 543, <laughs> number 544. Can we not? Anyway, Javi, <laughs> next week it's going to be Graco Funes. Oh, he's like number 364, <laughs> 365. Am I yeah, like number yeah. one? No, you're like 700, 900, <laughs> 7,800. Nice to meet you, Nick. Right, I love right, you, too. I right. like these cards. I need new cards. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a wrap because Carlomina has to go far, far, especially since you were late today, and now you messed up my schedule. Thank you very much. I oh, you're going to live. I think we got the most important part of the VA stuff out of the way, but I, if you do have questions, obviously go to our site. Have you killed it. She's awesome. 312-738-6074. Be more than happy to walk you through your VA loan approval process at any time. Whoa, we forgot something very important. Oh, gosh. I cannot finish this show and not mention something about the VA. I'm sorry. We have to. Back up, back up, back to. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. What is wrong with you? What? What if you're married to a vet? What? Just say it. And the vet dies. Surviving spouse. Surviving spouse gets to do these loans. We cannot leave this show and forget to mention. Did you see only, Nick talk in here all Only, the time? and this is very important. Nick talks about death and it if gets dark in the surviving spouse, <laughs> you cannot remarry. You cannot remarry <laughs> ever again. So that vet you will lose. down. You will lose oh your God, ex-spouse's veteran benefits. benefits. But wait a minute. So let's remember, complicate it a little bit. I'm sorry. We can't, we can't. That's a big thing to forget. That's a big, big wait, thing. Wait a minute, guys. So, okay. So, I'm married to a vet. What? What? And I get the certificate, and unfortunately, you know, there's a death. He passes away. You're eligible on all these programs, just like if he was here to do it himself. But then if I remarry, he goes away, but I already have my house. That's his way of haunting you, saying you should have never remarried. You should have never remarried. <laughs> Give me my benefits or back. Or she, she, because right. there's yeah, women. She, there's yes. there's she, veterans. Right. Power it's to the people, spouse, women. The spouse gets the same benefits as the deceased veteran. And if we, if we would have left this That's show like and no forgotten that, story. that would have been a huge, a huge boo-boo. Can I tell you how, oh how mean and evil you guys are? You're like, that's a way of hunting you for the rest of your haunting life? You haunting, you. haunting you. Haunting you. Not hunting. That's, haunting. Oh, sorry. Haunting, it glitches my hunting. second. <laughs> no one's going to hunt you down. We're going to hunt you down. You guys, hunt you down. like, made me lose. It's not you about you haunting you. you. It's about taking care of you after death. Yeah, well, then when yeah. someone how else decides to. How romantic is that? That, that is romantic, and that's great. <laughs> really romantic. But if someone else is going to come in and take care of you after him. Someone's sleeping in my bed, honey. He's pulling back his benefits, which I don't blame him. And this is how market overdrive. Goes from like family show to like a Nick show and a Javi show, which hey, unfortunately I don't like where that, this is the going. Nick and Javi show. <laughs> look at Javi. Something like that. that should be on Telemundo. All right. All right. Are you kidding me? We're signing. This Telemundo. is Market Overdrive. We're signing. Oh, no, we're Carla. Market Overdrive is over. We will see you next week where we teach you how to make money and how to buy investment properties. More two than flats. just two flats. <laughs> Have see a you great next day. week at 10 a.m. Wednesday. Bye.